Hello, and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever here on the Sideshow Network. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. And uh, here we are again in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. There's Pokemon in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing that game, uh, and I caught a Pokemon at Starbucks today. It was very exciting. Well, actually, well, for, for people, for the uninitiated that... Well, actually, well, for the for the initiated, I guess in this case, the Pokemon, the, the improv itself is apparently a Pokemon gym. Yes, mm. the Hollywood improv is a Pokemon gym. So this apparently somebody else is here fighting Pokemon, okay. which one of my co or one of our producers here, Maria, she's also playing Pokemon. She caught a Pokemon in this very room where we record. <laughs> wow, took my and, Pokemon. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> uh, and. We are very lucky today to have a very special guest with us. Uh, he is an author, a publisher, all-around fantastic person, uh, Mr. Robert J. Peterson. Thank you so much for having me on. I am Welcome. delighted to be here. Welcome. We are so happy to have you. Um, so, uh, Robert, why don't you just tell, tell, tell the listeners a little about yourself and sure. uh, some of your work? Because you know, we, we, we've uh, had the opportunity to spend some time with you on other podcasts and, uh, you know, comics and comics and, you know, your you know, very well versed in comic books and fiction and all that good stuff. Tell people, tell everybody about, tell people what they need to know. All right. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, again, my name is Robert J. Peterson. Uh, I am the proprietor and publisher at a relatively new sci-fi imprint called uh, California Cold Blood Books. Uh, we are an imprint uh, with a small press here in town called Rare Bird Books. Uh, and if you haven't heard of California Cold Blood or Rare Bird, you should, uh, you should definitely check us both out. Uh, uh, CCB, we've been around, we, I guess, formally started in 2014, and we have uh, three titles coming out. My, uh, and our fourth title uh, drops in September. Uh, it is actually my second novel, uh, a book called Omega Ball. Thank you. Uh, it is a, it is a, y, uh, a YA, uh, or young adult, sci-fi action thriller about a, a, uh, about a virtual reality and a futuristic uh, pro sports league. Um, and also my... Uh, like Thunderball? Uh, yeah, or like, um, uh, it, well, it is, it is a new game that I made up, but it's mm. roughly inspired by Rollerball, the, uh, I think it was Norman Jewison who directed that oh, you're back right, in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I get those mixed up. Yep, uh, it is, it was definitely, uh, partially inspired <laughs> by that film, yeah. <laughs> now it, I'm like, like, oh yeah, Thunderball is a Bond movie. That is, yeah, that's right, yeah. Rollerball, Rollerball is the movie I was it's talking about. It's a sports they, movie, yeah. They, and, yeah. They, and they remade that mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, and some, and some wrestlers running it. Yep, Chris mm -hmm. Klein, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like one of, yeah. One of the last things that came from John uh, John McTiernan before he dropped off the radar, if memory serves, mm -hmm. is, is that right? Yeah, okay. He dropped so, a Die Hard, right? Yes, yeah, and Hunt for Red October and some other stuff. Um, yeah, and my first novel uh, called The Odds, uh, which is pretty much an extended ode uh, to Big Trouble in Little China, uh, that uh, came out in 2015, and it's getting adapted into an audio drama. Uh, oh, wow. that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. That's been an, uh, so. Is that going to be like released like? On like uh, like an Amazon type of thing, but also like maybe as a podcast too. Is that because it kind of how they? Because I kind of noticed that's how they do that with like you know like you know, Welcome to Night Vale yep. and all that stuff. So yep, yeah, it it will definitely come out through that kind of delivery mechanism. Okay, uh, it'll be through through like iTunes or uh, I think Audible is another platform. Oh, yeah. We're looking oh, yeah, at yeah. SoundCloud, places like that. Yeah. So, oh, right. that'll be cool. Yeah, 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 it should be fun. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Uh, well, we're, we're honored to have you yes, here. Yes, thank you so and much for coming on. I, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so yeah. much for asking. And uh, you actually recommended, you know, we, we you recommended our second book, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. But since we have to fill out the rest of the show. <laughs> since we always talk about two books. 
books. That's right. the way it works here on Worst Collection Ever. We always talk about two books, so we have to, you know, we usually, usually it's a Marvel and a DC. Right. Usually it's because, I mean, we do some image and some other, like, indie stuff. Like, yeah. we did a barbed wire pretty recently, yes, too. Yes, we so. did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's it's just because, you know, Marvel and DC, I just feel like there's more to choose from that is just ridiculous dreck. Right. Yeah. You know, that we come across that, you know, some of it we do enjoy. You know, and some of it we, you know, we, 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 some of it we do enjoy ironically and unironically. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also stuff like, uh, like I say for this, for, for this book where I'm right. just kind of like, I'm curious, you know, and I'll buy it and I'll go, wait, this is not, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Right. This you is know? a mistake. Yeah. I mean, like, like, <laughs> and, then, and then I kind of conflicted feelings about it. So, oh, you're going to say something, John? No, no, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I don't know so, how I feel about this book. <laughs> so our first book is going to be our Marvel selection. It's Nomad, Volume 2, Number 7, from a year. It yeah. just takes your breath away. Nomad, Volume 2, uh, uh, Issue 7. Just uh, a <laughs> classic. Like, oh, that classic. Uh, November everyone 1992. It's like Chapter 87 of Moby Dick. <laughs> everyone remembers the first time they read it. November 1992 <laughs> is when this is from. Uh, and this is a Infinity War crossover. So, oh, so we're yeah. in the midst of... It's confu- it's makes it even more confusing, you know, to understand what context this character has with this character, right? Because, because uh, on the cover, it's the title of the cover is the Infinity Gambit, and mm-hmm. Gambit is actually Gambit, the Gambit, the Marvel's, you know, Gam- X Men's Gambit, yep. uh, and he's standing there, and he looks like he's hiding in the shadows, smoking a cigarette, ready to knock over. Uh, Jack Monroe here with uh one of his playing cards and it looks like uh uh Nomad here is doing the Brutus Beefcake strut mm-hmm. towards uh whoever carrying his stun discs like he's holding out like like dinner plates. He's like, mm, <laughs> like he's a waiter. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so so basically no, okay, so let me let me give a background about Nomad Nomad because I feel All like right. I feel like Please. both people here and I I've you know, I've read a bit of Nomad here and there. You know, I've come across him a few times. Basically, Nomad. So, in so when Captain America in the forties mm-hmm. became uh, a popsicle, and Bucky disappeared. Right. So, I believe that was the technical term for what happened to Captain America. Yeah. They popsicled him. He said, "No, he's a popsicle." <laughs> My God, <laughs> the Avengers came out, and he's like, "He's not Jerry like we thought." <laughs> It was a bomb pop. That's what he's, a, it was. he's a bomb. Actually, yeah, he, if Captain America he was, was red, a pop, white, and blue bomb pop, he's a yeah, bomb pop. Yeah. So we found a bomb pop. Oh wait, it's just a man. <laughs> um, Everyone was sad. He okay. So so Nomad basically was a okay. So there ended up being a guy named William Burnside mm. who became who got plastic surgery to look like Steve Rogers in the forties, and he found himself. Uh, he created a homebrew of the super soldier serum Mm -hmm. but he just created the serum he didn't have the vita rays that were also used in the creation of Uh, captain america so he was like hey uh and so he he, so this guy became captain america in the 40s when captain america was a bomb pop Mm. uh and nomad comes in because nomad came from a town full of nazi sympathizers in america that were figured out like he didn't he, he as a kid didn't realize this but he found out that the whole town he found out his parents and his whole town the whole town was into it mm-hmm. so the the FBI broke that up he got sent to a bunch of foster homes that's where he met this William Burnside fellow mm-hmm. and he was like hey i think he was like hey you want to be bucky to my captain america and so huh. he 
So they both took the serum, okay? okay? But the serum is imperfect, so it messed with their heads, and they started, like, attacking random people, thinking everybody's a communist. Mm. You know, it was it was pretty <laughs> hardcore. Uh, Did Joseph McCarthy take that serum as well? Yes, yes, yes. He was, he was actually, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, he, was, he was the Ar- Arnold Zola. <laughs> This that is, this explains was, it. This was actual. This is actual uh, science. This is history, mm. guys. Um, so he. So anyway, so he got thrown into like. How uh, would I say? He got thrown into like suspended animation, like because right. Captain America and Falcon came back. Because Captain America was already back, and they're like, "Hey, these wackos are out there doing stuff," and they got escaped. They escaped from their animation, you know, frozen animation. So let's put them, you know, back under. But Gambit, or not Gambit, uh, Nomad was rehabilitated. Mm, enough to be able to function in society he you know he carried around you know he used to have like a like a more of a superhero outfit Mm -hmm. and then like the 90s came they're like hey let's make him into you know uh you know the lead singer for white white lion yeah pretty much and just like he has because he has it is insane we will we will talk about his. he's got long (laughs) hair but he's like it's like that guy, he could be in a Pantene commercial. Oh, it's beautiful it hair. Is it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes. So anyway, so basically he goes on to uh, he just basically becomes like a like a vagrant, you know, fighter. And he eventually he actually at one point and it's not it's not in this book, thankfully, because mm. it would be really it's always found it very frustrating that he had a baby with him. Oh, wait, who had a baby with who? Nomad had a baby with him. He found a baby. So oh, oh, explain. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Nomad had a baby with himself. And I was really confused. Instead yeah, of just yeah, having was, like an actual baby in his presence, it was like that movie. Really it was like that movie Junior too. Yeah. It was like it was, it was, I got really confused. It was like it was like uh, it was like a uh, Alien Nation. Robert probably understands what I'm talking about. How oh, yeah, males, yeah. You, know, you never watched the Alien no. Nation TV show? No, I didn't. Where the where the where the males had babies, mm-hmm. um, and they were eggs. Yeah. Um, and that movie's great, by the way. P.S. I have that. I have that movie. Yeah, it's good. I'm yeah. gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, I like it. I, well, that, but, and then this TV show. Actually, I did watch the TV show a bunch hmm. too because it was on Fox. It was one of those things where it was like, "Fox, you're forced to watch it," you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was their slogan. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. It was good. I kind of, I, I think that's out too. But uh, I kind of wish I was watching that and talk about this. Um, hmm. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so he, uh, so basically, so Nomad, you know, well, he found so he there's a a prostitute that had a baby. Oh, and he, he took and the, the prostitute baby. was dead. He took so the baby, and, he, oh, and the baby okay. was called oh. Bucky. Oh, he God. called the baby. It was a girl named hmm. Bucky, and she and occasionally she was dressed like Bucky, like the original Bucky outfit, like the oh, blue and red, yeah. you know, sort of thing. Okay, like she would just you just carry around, and she'd be like on his backpack, like he was, you know, some <laughs> sort of he's some sort of like you know Lorenzo Lamas drifter baby parent, and uh, he so and eventually you know something happened where he got zapped back into animation, and so I'll just give you. I'll, yeah. You know what? Let's, well, let's just go forward. Let's talk about this, and I'll yeah. tell you about his fate because it's even okay. sadder. Okay. What sadder than having a random baby just wandering around with you? Or it's pretty yes. sad. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it gets yeah. it gets way worse. Yeah. Um. Anyway, be sad. What? All right. So let let's talk about this book. So we open with uh, there's somebody flying a plane, and on this plane, everyone is dead. Everyone's mm-hmm. dead. Everybody's dead. dead. Now and then you see whoever it is. Like you see, like them smile, so you see they have fangs, right? Right. Now, I would assume that this means whoever the person is who killed all these people is a vampire, because we've got fangs and we have dead people. Right. Right. It's not a vampire. What the hell? Okay. 
Continue. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me. Keep going because it doesn't make any sense. He's not a vampire. <laughs> okay, listen. This is during Infinity War, so there are a lot right. of doppelgangers, a lot of imperfect doppelgangers. That's who this is. That yeah, makes okay. more sense. That's okay. why Gambit is all over this. Can Gambit? It, it's even on the cover, and I didn't do that math. I was like, why is Gambit acting insane? Yeah, so, okay. I was like, was, that's why I was like, did he get turned into a vampire? Right, that's really right, what right. I thought okay. it was. I thought it was no. Gambit had been turned into a vampire. Right. No, no, no. Gambit's like out. With the X Men, well, I, got it. Okay, so a version of Gambit has been turned a into version a vampire, of a, a doppelganger version of Gambit, which is weird because the versions uh, in, of in Infinity War of like dop- doppelgangers look way weirder than this. Than this Gambit. Oh, than this than this right Gambit. This he looks, looks like, exactly like Gambit. He looks exactly like Gambit. Has yeah. the same powers as Gambit. Talks exactly like Gambit. Yeah. Right. Just has pointy teeth. Yeah, it seemed to vary because I remember like the Reed Richards double basically looked like him. Like they infiltrated the room. It was him and like Matt. uh, No, who in that first scene in in Infinity War? Yeah, it's like Reed and then Iron Man, I think is also Reed and Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But the thing is, when you would look at like uh, like like Cyclops was a like weird looking like Wolverine. Like he just I mean, it's very obvious that they were doppelgangers. Daredevil had huge horns. Yeah, 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 it was very like over over thing. But this looks nothing. It's just one of the ones that looked. Somebody's yeah. like, I'm just drawing Gambit. Like they did yep. a few. They did a few good ones, and then the rest were just kind of like, ah, hurry yeah. up, it's gonna be together, you know. Okay. But, well, I thought it was kind of like I thought it was kind of funny that it was Gambit because it ended on like this note of triumph and they blew him up, and I was yeah, like, I was oh, like, this is oh, this is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But um, so anyways, he's on this plane. Apparently, he's murdered all these people, all these people on this plane. Right. Mm. And he's flying into LAX. Flying to LAX. Right. And he, you know, so the so they're waiting for him at LAX. Right. Mm-hmm. He jumps out and. Uh, oh, it looks like Cochise from the um, <laughs> yes, I'm blanking on it. The uh, sabotage video, video, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a night of celebrities here. Yeah. Um, and first of all, I gotta say the the title of this epi- of this book, the actual title of the story, it's Airport Insecurity. Which for some reason, like they just yeah. didn't write insecurity. They had to put like in in a separate like, like in a separate font, separate like, di- on monster side. font. <laughs> yep. And it's like, is it a prefix or is it a preposition? Oh, An yeah. airport in security. Ooh, or? good question. Yeah, is it, yeah. good, very good question. Of course, of course, it's a prefix. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so he apparently takes like you know he's fight so he's fighting these cops. Apparently, he's got like like a, a wedding ring. Like mm-hmm. from something from somebody dead. I'm assu- yeah, he killed everybody on that plane. Yeah. It was a, a New York to LA flight, so I'm assuming there's a lot of people on it, mm-hmm. and they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought it was a red eye flight. Shit, I could I could have bound one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you lucky you didn't get slaughtered by Gambit? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Um, <laughs> hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag coaches. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> so he throws a like he's throwing a, like a charged up ring. He's blowing up people. He and then at one point. He grabs like a woman hostage. Oh yeah, the drawing of this woman. Oh, Can we talk yeah. about the drawing of this woman? Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's holding her hostage, but the way she's drawn is drawn in such a way to make sure there is maximum boob. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they're like lovingly rendered. Yep, so yep. I mean, it doesn't even make sense for the way she's standing. Yep. But I mean, they're there and they're out and they're up. It's, the, ni- it's, the, yeah, it's, it's the nineties. It's the nineties. It's the nineties. I gotta. Uh, yeah. They had so to take he, care of that. He grabs this woman and she's like, "Please don't kill me," and he. I assume charges her head. No, he rips out her heart. Ah, that's what happened. Oh, because what he's it, doing is like she's, he's, you can see his hand here, and yes, he goes, okay. it goes, the temple of doom. And then you can okay. see, you kind of see the heart meet. Oh, yep. I see. Here, okay. and then he throws that, and he explodes through. And then now we're here. 
Yeah. So while all this is going on, uh, LAX has not shut down the airspace, and they're still allowing allowing planes to land and yep. still letting people off the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is pre nine eleven, so just, just, all bets are off. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. Uh, so at this, I, I'm assuming a little bit after this happened, Nomad comes in from Vegas because uh, he's been living in Vegas apparently. Of course. And he gets off the plane, and he really does look like he's in a Bon Jovi cover band. He's got the leather jacket. He's got the yep. hair, but he's also drawn in a way where his body is humongous and his mm-hmm. head is very small, yep. <laughs> except for his hair. Yep. Yep. And he's got like a lot of stubble. Yeah. Like very lovingly rendered five o'clock shadow, like that, like designer stubble going on. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, this comic book, uh, I, I checked the date and you can really carbon date it to what? To 1992. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Uh, <laughs> like. Yeah. The, he he looks so much uh, uh, like Kurt Russell in the movie Tango and Cash. Oh, yes, yes, he right? does. That was, <laughs> that was, that was oh, yeah. around that time, yeah. Which is, oh, you're so right. Which is basically like this whole comic is pitched at the same tone of like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to say, it's not it, like it wants to be diehard, but it is stuck in Tango and Cash. But like, it wants him yeah. to be like this human, like private dick who's like caught up in the wrong, in the wrong action. But he is in, it, he is a superhero. So it feels more like that kind of 80s action hero. Yeah. 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 By mistake. So. I'm surprised this wasn't changed. Like this wasn't, he, he wasn't the character that was kept around to be like, cause he's mm. pretty much like a product of that era. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. so yeah. So that's pretty, yeah. it's pretty fascinating. And if I could offer this, one of the thing, like one thing about this show is that, uh, like, we're all writers here, and and I can't help but feel empathy for whoever whoever wrote this issue here. <laughs> oh, and, always. Yeah. Oh, this is this was uh, Fabian Knight. Knight I can never say his name right. Nicia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's written many important things in Marvel? Yeah. He's like totally, a lot of yeah. X Men and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, Oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say one of the things that that I did like about this comic uh, was that I did uh, uh, I liked Nomad's voice. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it felt very much like I was reading like Dashiell Hammett, you know, or mm-hmm. he was he was he was reaching for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some turns of phrase that I liked. Uh, there are some also there's some awfulness that we'll get to like when the time comes. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about it later. But uh, it, it also reminded me of. Uh, how that that first person, very like close to the vest. Uh, pr- well, that's that's not the uh, that's the wrong turn of phrase. But like this first person, private dick sort of language. Uh, it reminded me of how Jeff Johns like kind of revitalized Green Lantern back mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. of the whole yeah. Hal Jordan return. You know, this first person. Mm-hmm. My name is Hal Jordan. I'm a, I'm an officer in the Green Lantern Corps, and that's a that's a, that's a pretty good hook. That's a good mm-hmm. way to draw people in. I feel like. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I, I was just gonna say like yeah yeah. I always have a little bit of sympathy. Or, or empathy for the writer who gets stuck writing the crossover issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you do the best you can with the story that you But here's the thing, but, yeah. but at well least, said. though, it's... And I don't know if Fabian was writing X-Men at the time. He probably, maybe he was. But, you know, he got to write a character that he's familiar with, mm-hmm. Gambit, you know, or probably probably familiar with. So at least, you know, there's something he can work with instead right. of just, like, random... You get thrown into it. Yeah, random, like, bullshit. Like, he's not using, like... You know, like Doc Samson or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, not the wrong Doc Samson. You know, he's a psychiatrist. He's a he's a he's a he's a smart he's a he's a he's a good man. Yeah. Um. So Nomad is here, and I'm not actually sure why Nomad has come to L.A. I think he says he's leaving L.A. No, no, he's coming into L.A. Is oh, he, oh, he's leaving. He's coming in. I okay. thought he said I've Vegas. been in Vegas for too long. I'd rather be home with the kid. Oh, maybe he's got okay. business. Maybe he's got business. Am I, was I wrong about that? There's probably that, there's something from a weather. previous issue where yeah, he's like, yeah. I gotta go to LA and get in yeah, and out. So or something. He, yeah, so yeah, he's <laughs> he's yep. coming for in and out. There's one right yep. by the LAX. He's just yep. gonna stop and just fly back. 
Yep. Bring, bring the kid back some fries. Keep the plane running. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Coming back, guys. Guys, don't shut it down for anything, all right? Don't shut <laughs> it down for any evil gambits. Yep. I just want to uh, highlight some more outthrust bosoms oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Splash yeah. page. Yeah, yeah. Should, that woman has nothing to do except well, this, just this, stand this, this, this by page, him. This yeah. page is yeah. nothing but, like, bosoms and mullets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, a bunch of extras in here. There's a bunch of guys. Like, you like got big hair. Uh, you got Gene Shallot back here with a mullet. <laughs> you got uh, Shadow Stevens. Yep. Uh, you got some lady with some... Uh, uh, road sign earrings. Oh yeah, you know this is a very, a very. Uh, it's of its time. It's of its time. <laughs> yeah. And right. so anyway, so they basically are like, "Hey, you're in a trench coat," and they stop them, and they're like, "No, it's not you." Oh yeah, because Gambit which, is also wearing a trench. Which coat. is funny right. because it's like so like, "Hey, you're in a trench coat, and you're not, mur- but he's not murdering anybody." But not only that, right. but like. Nomad has like 19 feet of hair. Yeah. And you're still like, wait, it might be. Oh, wait, no. The guy we're looking for has short hair. Yep. Continue on your way. Yep. It's like, oh, no, it's okay. You're not. You're, you're, it's just uh, Lorenzo Lamas. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're good. So uh, they stop him and he, he keeps walking. Well, he keeps walking and he's like, okay, something's going on. I need to figure it out. I'm not going to get involved. Right. And he keeps saying, like, I'm not going to get involved. Not gonna get I'm involved. just going to leave it alone. I'm just yep. going to walk out. I'm going to go get my in and out and then I'm going to go home. Yep. And he can't let it go. So he jumps on. So he jumps into action, and as that's happening, you know he's finding, you know, all the carnage that's been going on. Side question. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you explained his history earlier, and I was wondering if Nomad's uh, uh, power set is is it is it roughly on par with with, with a super soldier with Captain America? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is that- yeah. yeah. No, he's okay. still got the good. He's still, I mean, his stuff's still good. He's still. He apparently can lift uh, up to a thousand pounds because mm. Captain America does not have super strength. Exactly. Like yeah. like you know like ton like he can lift a ton, but. You know he can lift. He's pretty good. Like yeah, he's got a good. Yeah. He could. He's, he's a part of the two hundred club. You know he can right. do that. Um, <laughs> how much can he bench? How much could you bench? <laughs> what, what, what was, was that, John? Did you see that video? There's like a video that John Cena, the wrestler, yeah, recently did talking about like it was know, really like the ad council talking yeah. about diversity. Oh, talking about, like, yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. And, and it was really good. And then, but there's one person like, what, what's the average American like? You know, what does he look like? What does he do? How much can he bench? How much can he bench? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he should twinkle in his eye yeah. when he said it. He's like, yeah. bench. He's like, you know what? I'll show you. He just walks over. Just gonna, he, it's, it's like a three-hour film or yeah. movie where he's trying to get under a car and he keeps, you know, you can't get the rep right, you know. Yeah. And he's like, and I gotta like, do ten. Mind. Let's talk about diversity anyway. <laughs> ten hours later. Um, so anyway, so the and so they got this. There's this one guy. His name is uh, Hatch. So I think his name is Hatch. His nickname is Hatch or okay. Hatchaway or something. And he's like, just like he's like ah, you know. Police captain yep, anger, yep. and uh, he's like, he's like, how could you miss lose this guy? Ah, you know, you know, how could you lose, uh, you know, this glowing red fangs guy and blah blah blah. Yeah, he's got glowing red eyes. <laughs> what the hell? And uh, you know, so and, and so as this is going on, thankfully, uh, Nomad's on the case. Nomad is, you know, he's got a big N on his belt. Yeah, and uh, he's he's ready. He's in. He's in the. He won the, the N championship. He won the N. He won the N championship. He won <laughs> yeah. the national 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 championship. <laughs> yep. The NNN. Yep. Um. He beat John. He beat John Cena in a, in a yeah. car bench press. <laughs> he's like, I can bench more than you. I got. Uh, yeah. It's actually. Yeah. Uh, I got this juice in my veins. Got the serum inside me. Yeah, I got the serum yeah. inside me. You say you're clean. I'm not. I don't need it. I don't need yeah. to be clean. I don't get drug tested. Yep. I don't get drug tested. I'm no man. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So anyway, so he starts throwing around his discs because he's got hmm. these 
Yeah. Does he like make those? Yeah, they're like, or... actually, actually, there's a question. Yeah, Are they does... kind of like of the same metal that Captain America's shield is made of? You know, yeah, I I'm not, I, I, I should have done more research on that. I mean, like we don't do AOL discs. Yeah. From, yeah, from... <laughs> That's all it is. He just got a backpack full of AOL uh, discs. Keep, they keep sending me these. Well, you know what he does? That, yeah, okay, so. With his hair, I had imagined that when they're shooting those videos in the in the nineties and oh, the eighties yeah. with the with the hair metal bands yeah. and her sparks and everything, they're making these discs mm. for oh, him. Because oh, yeah. yeah. what you don't see at the end is him coming up and be like, "Hey, you got my discs," and it's like, "Hey, sure thing." And man, you know, and <laughs> and then he uh, puts a bunch of discs in his bag, and that's how he keeps you know keeps having them. Oh, yeah, mm. I figured that out. That was actually a pretty good correlation. I think yeah, I'm uh, good job. I think I'm doing good here. <laughs> um, really cracking this comic open, exactly. everybody. We're well, you know, that's the thing. You got, you got, you got, there's a lot of mysteries. In marvel universe totally. that were gone unsolved <laughs> yeah but um yeah so he's throwing around his discs he's because because he runs into gambit now right yeah so he finally runs into gambit right or alt gambit yeah from alt gambit. the other evil universe gambot gambot vam vampire gambit whatever yep. vambit. um vambit there you go i was trying to put it together just yeah, yeah, i was like no what's no. the portmanteau of vampire and gambit Bambit. Yeah. Um, if only Bob were here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Victory. I don't think I would have came up with that. Yeah. Really I'm glad. Sometimes, sometimes we just need an extra voice to come to, to, to bring, to the, yeah. to bring it all together. Bring it together. That's yeah. what it is. You can't do everything on this show. You're, 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 you're like the Lebowski's rug. You bring the room together. Exactly. You bring the podcast together. Um, so he's, so he's uh, yeah, so he's, they're fighting. And, uh, is this the part where he blows up his trench coat? Yes. Okay. So Gam- No. No, Not is that yet. later? Okay, he, he does do that. Though, yeah, okay, which is I, can't, great. I can't see it from here, so I'm like, because yeah. because they, they're just throwing. You know, he's throwing, uh, you know, he's throwing. You know, Gambit's throwing his stuff, and he threw like a screwdriver at him at one yeah. point. I think yeah. that might be later. I'm not sure, but they're they're fighting. And yeah. you know, apparently Gambit, this Gambit is really fast, and Jack is very slow. He describes himself as molasses on Velcro, yep. which I think is fun. <laughs> which is, actually, yeah, and I kind of like. I say he's kind of talking about his voice. Yep. I yeah. like that yep. he's like, yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm not that good. <laughs> I kind of suck at this I guy. I'm kind of, I'm kind of terrible, but <laughs> I'm here. That'd be me as a superhero. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not really good at this. You don't want yeah. me to save you, but I guess <laughs> I'm right. the only one here. I am not yep. fast. And he, I am not fast. And in that same scene, he describes uh, Gambit or this or this version of Gambit as uh, as Mercury on a frying pan. And those were two lines that I highlighted. I yeah. thought they were. Mercury I thought they were quite good. Pan, yeah. which yeah, I thought yeah. was right. fun. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds there's a lot of science going on here. Yep. Yeah. Um and then we get a cut cut away here. And I am assuming this has to do with the regular plot, mm. you know, the of the book. Mm. Something where apparently some guy uh who looks like uh, I think it's Dean Hagland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dead ringer. And any guy with blonde hair and glasses is Dean <laughs> Hagland. <laughs> I assume it's Dean Hagland. This is right before he got his role, because uh, this is what, ninety two? Ninety two, yeah. This is right before he was cast on the X Files. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> that started in what ninety three? Ninety three. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So he gets, but he gets apparently he's so he's he's apparently tied to a pole underneath the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, that's right. Meanwhile, and yeah, meanwhile <laughs> under Santa Monica Pier, and there's some and guy, some be- someone we do not see is questioning him. Mm. Well, he's working with the undergrounders or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Tell me what you told them." He's like, "I didn't say anything." Uh, and he's like, "All right, well." He's a decoy or something. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'll give you information, whatever. And he's like, well, you were already helping me. You're going to be a message. And this person we don't see shoots this guy. Yeah. Well, it's a weird setup because so, okay, so this guy, I'm I'm, I'm trying to figure out, though, if the guy that's off screen is like talking to him from a boat. I'm Mm. assuming he must be. 
Because he's not in the water. Right. right. You don't see anything. He's not just standing chest deep in the water. <laughs> that's what, that's he's what like yeah. really tall. He's like Plastic Man. His legs are yeah, really yeah. long. <laughs> that's, what was, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, I was like, yeah. is he just standing in the water like, <laughs> you know, you know, I was like, yeah, you've had it, Dean Hackland. You know, um, but then like he, uh, uh, yeah, then he, uh, he just, you know, this, the waves are flashing and as like a wave splashes, he shoots this dude and he says, don't fuck with the pipeline. Yeah. Or he yeah. says, don't symbols with the pipeline yeah. yeah we assume it is fuck yeah so yeah we don't get to see any yeah. of that but that that's dennis the menace caliber sensor <laughs> of the, uh, language. yeah don't fuck with the pipeline mr wilson <laughs> um so now we get more of uh gambit and uh Mon- jack fighting uh nomad fighting and yeah. then he is he see um he ambushes some guys because he's like crawling through the fence he's yeah, fucking he, like a xenomorph yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, he ambushes he Danny Glover's guys. Yeah, yeah. it's. it's yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that Die Hard Two came out this same year. Oh, I would not be at all surprised if this was on the writers' radar. Trying to, oh, get, yeah, I think they were probably trying, movie, trying yeah. to mix that. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure yeah. you, can, you can get away with that too yeah. with this kind of character. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah for sure. So then they start. Uh, he he. But thankfully, he, did he already blow up his trench coat? We're getting there. Oh. Yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I get really there. excited about the trench coat, and yeah. I just can't see it from here. I'm There's like, a lot of coat exploding. Oh yeah, it really is. There's a lot of, a lot of book, yeah. all sorts. I'm stuff. not leaving until somebody blows up a trench coat. Exactly. That's what I say when I go to <laughs> yeah. every movie. Oh yeah, totally. every action movie. Like if a trench coat does not explode, <laughs> yep. this movie gets negative one star. Yeah, F minus. Yeah, F minus. Absolutely. Yep. So, so anyway, so so Gambit gets the drop. Uh, not the Nomad gets the drop on Gambit for a minute here. And then uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. There's this okay. line in here that I highlighted. Oh, okay. And it's where the 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 cop who's sort of helping him out. I forget his name, but he yeah. keeps calling him freelance, and they're totally trying to be yes. like diehard. Yes. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of yeah. Talking yeah. over the walkie-talkie. He calls and, him freelance, and yep. his name is. I think his name is Hatch. Yeah, Hatch. Okay, yeah. And or no, he calls him. Uh, no, he, no, he, no, no, no man has a time name for him too. He yeah, does. it's he like he's wearing like um like a suit or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway, trench coat. Trench coat. No. Trench coat. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, and he's and, and Hatch says this guy's from Louisiana, and Nomad said Louisiana, where David Duke is from, and then, <laughs> and then Hatch says, "I like you already." And I thought, and I was trying to think, like, I was well. First, I was thinking, what did that mean? What did that exchange mean? Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it, and, it's a weird exchange. Yeah, and I was just like. Did people really hate Louisiana, particularly back in 1992? Well, because it's just like, that's the only thing I've got to say about Louisiana. That's the only thing I know that's about Louisiana. David Duke is from. Well, because the premise is a <laughs> burn. Yeah. Apparently, the, the idea is that ne- the Gam- Vambit. 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 <laughs> took a plane from LaGuardia mm-hmm. and thought he was going to Louisiana, where Gambit is from. Oh, boy. Oh, and he went to L.A.? But he went to L.A. because <sighs> he's also stupid. Yep. So the, he doesn't know state abbreviations. So these doppelgangers, the Magus did not teach him state yeah. abbreviations. Ma- so yep. is it yep. is it like the doppelgangers are obviously they're imperfect copies of the original? So yeah. maybe they're not as smart. They don't Could know. Be. Yeah, they thing. don't know all the three letter abbreviations <laughs> for American <laughs> like, airports. LA, yeah. it's the same. How thing. do you not know yeah. the country code when you're dialing long distance? Vambit. That's actually very funny. Yeah. I like that that he went to David Duke instead of being like what New Orleans, New Nothing. Orleans, yeah, no David Duke, yep, funny. I hate Louisiana too. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and of course we get a little star here. It says like check out the Infinity War series. It's like all right, I'll do that later. All Thanks. right, Can I already did. That? I already did. I don't want to do it again. Maybe maybe if they make it into a movie, which they will, which they will. Um, yeah. but this is when yes, when Gambit, Yay, uh, 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 my favorite part of the book, uh, Nomad gets to drop on Vambit, and that's when he's like. 
hey, charge jacket up, boy, watch. And he charges Nomad's trench coat. Yes. Because that's a th- and that's a thing I feel like is not ha- doesn't I, at least from my experiences with with Gambit, yeah. he doesn't do that enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a surprise. I wonder if that's if there's if there's an X Men Triple X where he's like charging up like <laughs> rogues clothes yeah, and it's like, kaboom. There, it's like, there must be. Which, there must be, and I'm certain it's uh, directed by Axel Braun. And- yeah. Axel, Axel Braun. Here's the thing. Axel Braun would because he's because he's pretty true to form. Yeah. It's very good with the costumes. Whoever he gets to do his costumes, very good. Right, and he's pretty but he's true to form like with the content and stuff like that in a lot of ways, and. I think he would probably be appreciative of that sort of move. I mean, mm-hmm. move. Not in the granted, because you could you could put, do some special effects to fuck that around, fuck around with that. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yes, but he blows up his jacket and nomad and gets, most of his shirt. Yeah. So nomad is now wearing just like jeans, cowboy boots, and like his big end belt. And he was like, "I loved that jacket," which I thought was actually pretty oh, funny. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jen, I'm sorry. That wasn't the whole line. I, I oh, highlighted there is, this there one is more, too. Yeah. I loved that jacket. Almost as much as I hate fighting spandex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is his like I'm over the shit line. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he so 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 he so so no uh Vambit's getting the drop here on Nomad and uh And he jumps into a plane. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is when he finds the toolbox. Oh well yeah, he charges right. a, a a screwdriver and throws it at him, but yep. then he jumps into a plane, which is uh Going to Louisiana. Well, that was the plan. Right. That was the plan. Right. Was the plan was apparently to plane. beat him into a plane. Right. Ah, okay. Right. All right. So that they're getting him into the plane where I think his name is Hatch. The, the cop is flying it uh, and they're going to take it to Louisiana. Yep. That's the idea. So is, they get it, him in the plane. Is that the plan? They're just like, we'll let Louisiana worry about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess that's the plan. Well, I guess well, that was I the plan. There's actually a little bit more to that plan. Well, there's more later. to that plan, but being, he's like, yeah. Um, Oh, I, I remember how it ends now. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it ends. But it's weird because it's like it's like everybody was like, "Look, we're just gonna send this plane to Louisiana and mm-hmm. we're gonna send it over." And apparently, <laughs> that's how you deal Hatch, with problems. You yeah. don't take care of it; you just send it to another state. But yeah. like Hatch had other like ideas too. So it's like the motivation literally changes like halfway. Oh yeah, yeah and it's all, and I don't ever and maybe I didn't read it closely enough, but I don't remember them actually discussing. The no, there's, there's, it comes up. Is, it comes, okay, it comes up the idea saying that we have to get him into this plane or mm. something. Like, okay, okay. something because I was just like, point. what right. are you guys doing? Oh, because also, um, I think something that we didn't mention is Nomad has taken someone's radio so he can right. communicate. Well, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we, yeah. We found yeah. out at the beginning, he's like, oh, yeah. this guy's dead. I'm going to wear his comm link. Right, and now so he yeah. takes his comm link so at least he can hear what's going on and he can, yeah. I believe, can talk through it as yeah. well. So. Very Jason Bourne move. Yes, yeah. So they get him in the plane. They get him in a plane, and then there's a showdown with Vambit. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I think the cop says something like, all right, uh, you know, freelancer, just take the parachute yeah. and jump. Oh, like, wait. I've only got two months left. I got cancer. I just, re- I just, I just realized here, he calls him monkey suit. Nomad yeah. calls him monkey suit. Oh, uh, okay. Because he's assuming since he's a bureaucrat. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's calling him monkey it. suit. Yep. Yeah. So um, he's like, you know, take, you know... Take the the parachute, jump out. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just gonna crash this plane in the ocean or whatever. Yeah. And because uh, I'm I've got cancer anyway, I'm on my way out. Like would the you, way would, he says it, something he's like, I forget the way he puts it. He's because he's like he's like because like, he's like okay, he's like hey, I'm get, out anyway or yeah, something. Yeah. Like the there's a turn of phrase, like a very old cop mm-hmm. turn yeah. of phrase yeah, that he uses, uh, which I can't see from here. But it's okay, because like, he goes, my sell by date is coming. Yeah, something, yeah like something like that. He's like he's, he goes, I'm short freelance that's two it, months sure. cancer right yep. right which is kind of, it's kind of like a, a room 
the room kind of thing where it's like, I've also got cancer. Right. Uh, I, I was going to highlight this as just being so thunderously bad. Just this, oh, yeah. this yeah. whole twist. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, my God. Because when I read that, I thought I was like, why would he would be in the field if he right. was that? Yeah. 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 If, especially yeah. If, you're two, if you've got two months to live. I mean, yeah, like, you know, because yeah. if, you're, if yeah. you're that hard, I mean, well, granted. Well, uh, yeah. There's been, you know, I, you know, you could, you could deal with it well it depends on how right. he wants to do it because if he maybe he got the diagnosis and they were like you only got six months or whatever and he's like i'm not going to do treatment i'm just going to keep yeah. going yeah it's like palliative so, care yeah, yeah you know, maybe that's what it, he was yeah. like i'm not gonna know chemo for me maybe that's right. what he went with but so and i think actually that this is a ruse it is so he, he tells him this thing and whatever <laughs> and then danzig Dan, well, danzig. Danzig. danzig yeah understandable yeah, yeah. I'd be great. Actually, I actually if I was Danzig like, was maybe that's Nomad. If Danzig Instead was of having yeah. a big but like, devil head, he has a big. Well, like he's yeah. mini, he's like belt. he's mini, he's mini Nomad because you Danzig, <laughs> you know, because Nomad's you know big and like Danzig would just be like little Nomad. It'd be like if like you know like the the you know the dwarf wrestlers, you know, like they have in the WWE, they would have you know at some points they would have like big the big one. They would have a big one. version and they have like a little Undertaker, big Undertaker, little Undertaker. Wrestling is so weird, right? Yeah. So I, this is, just don't. This is the that would be the, that would be the the version that would be the that. because that's not offensive or anything. Nope. <laughs> wrestling is a hundred percent offensive. Correct. Are you a wrestling fan, Robert? Uh, not really. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sean, Sean should is, I be? I, no, no. Yeah. Sean no, is. Sean is a, no, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're 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 a, 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 a you know a, a, a wise creative a man. Person. You should not. You, <laughs> you should stay very far away from pro wrestling. I, I am told that it has its virtues, and I certainly it does. Yeah. But if anybody does. offers you a job in wrestling, don't take it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because they, 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 they do need writers. Okay, but, but you'd have you, to move to Stanford. You first of all you have oh, to move dear. to Stanford, okay. and you'd also have to probably like arm wrestle Vince McMahon at some okay. point. Uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. I didn't know that's where it was based. Yeah, huh. they're based out of Connecticut. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of pratfalls hmm. uh, involve uh, wrestling writing. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so uh, at this point. Gambit, because he's got the he's got a gun, or a Nomad's got a gun mm. on Vambit, and Ga- I'm gonna, I'll just call him Gambit. Yeah. Gambit, Gambit, through <laughs> throws his takes his own jacket and sets it, uh, charges it up and throws it at him. So a lot of people are just throwing jackets, flaming at each trench other, coats. Yep. Which this is, is the obviously the best book I've ever read. Oh, pretty totally. good. <laughs> and he blows a hole in the plane. The plane's going down. Stuff's happening, whatever, blah, 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 you know, the cabin pressure. Uh, and that's when he and in, in the in the midst of all this, uh, Gambit takes uh, Nomad's parachute. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's like, ha ha. I'm out. Which I find here's the thing, though. I, th- I I'm surprised that I thought that. OK, so he's like a doppel- evil doppelganger. It's like so he needs I, I figured he would be easier to. Like he to would destroy? be destroy, or he'd be yeah. It wouldn't be so easy to destroy. He'd be more durable. It seems yeah, because like. Yeah. like he's yeah. got a lot of evil bones in him. Oh, yeah. You know? And don't they respawn after they get killed? I remember that from Infinity War. Maybe like he'll probably just like reappear elsewhere on the planet. But whatever. Yeah. In any event, I liked imagining the co- the conversation between Gambit. Uh, I'm sorry, Gambit between Nomad and Hatch, where they were like. We'll trick him into thinking I've got two months to live, and then I'll pack a parachute full of dynamite or whatever. Right, because yeah. that's exactly what he did. He brought yeah. up that parachute specifically to make Vambit <laughs> want to take it after uh-huh. he blew a hole in the plane. Yep. And so he, he straps it on. No, because like, the Nomad has no idea about this no, ruse. No, that's the thing. Nomad oh, so like, Hatch did it 
unilaterally. Yes. Oh, we do. Oh, that's no. what he says here. He oh, goes because because he, he no no he's you're like because right. he's like freelance. He's like he's like oh you're back and he's like I did didn't I didn't you hear what I said? It's like we got away and he's like yeah we can land it, and then, uh, and he's like it wasn't a parachute because because then Hatch sets off this bomb. Yeah, because he right, replaced right. the actual parachute with a bunch of plastic. Right. Yes. That so, particular parachute that Nomad was wearing that he was going to jump out of the plane with. Right. So he had to have, like, the almost. Because he like knew he that be Nomad psychic, was going to fuck up. Like, the foresight yeah. that he needed to be like, you know, what's going to happen is this guy's going to blow a hole in the plane. And then he's going to take the parachute that Mm-mm. I just Mm-mm. mentioned. And he's going to blow himself up. And won't that be funny? Yep. Like, everything had to be perfect for this to actually happen so it's a very weird play it's a very <laughs> weird contrivance because then he goes because yeah. he's like it wasn't a parachute it was until i took out the silk and put plastic in and he's like and the cancer line he's like a lie <laughs> and he's like and then he's like monkey suit even without cancer you're a sick guy and he's like even without a clue you're joking jack nomad you know me nope never heard of you yeah. and that's the end and that's the end of the, the end yeah and, and gambit is dead see, and here's the thing see you so, next month here, here's the thing. So this dude, I think this dude, and I, I'm pretty certain he only appears in this book. Maybe because it is supposed to be a shout out to like Die Hard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, have to, I, I probably because I, I look because he doesn't have a, a, a Marvel, uh, a Marvel wiki entry. Huh. Mm, okay. But he has I'm maybe has other stunned. appearances. Yeah. Because apparently, yeah, but it's because I thought he was going to be like, it was going to be like, not like this new dynamic or new character or yeah. whatever. It's like, no, nope. just some guy he's on playing yep. with. Never sees him again. Can he have a series where he <laughs> does nothing but fight crime uh, by constantly blowing uh, bad guys up in planes? <laughs> and, and lying about having cancer. Totally. Cancer with, nothing every, but cancer ruses. Yeah. Every time a bad guy shows up, he's like, clear me a runway. <laughs> which, uh, just like, thank God for all these planes at my yeah. disposal. Which yep. is, which is pretty. <laughs> And dynamite parachutes. That's his, that's his mutant, and, his, and he's a mutant, you see him though. packing, like, he's, dozens of dynamite parachutes oh, yeah, full totally. of dynamite. A, and the yep. thing about him is he's a mutant, though, that have very, he has very <laughs> convincing cancer ruses. Yes. That's his thing. It's like, it's not, like, like, you know, like, Dr. Like Professor Xavier can just do whole, all the stuff with your mind, but he can only specifically convince you that he has cancer. Yep. To blow you up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's how it very works. specific. Yep. But he's very good. Hatch. Hatch. <laughs> Issue number one. Which uh, wasn't? Oh no, I'm thinking about the other guy. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the other uh, the guy in Survivor because Richard Hatch. Mm, oh yeah. 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 But I was thinking about the other guy in Survivor, Johnny oh. Fairplay. Who, oh, who said his grandma died? Yeah. Was well, that, that guy, guy's name Richard Hatch too? Like the same yeah. as the actor from BSG? Like the original? Yeah. B- oh, I guess both. But yeah. Oh, huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Belser. Yeah, no, it's it's the same same name. Hmm. Yeah, Johnny Fairplay though. That guy's a piece of garbage. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of drama after he's, he's he shows up every once in a while in the news for like he shows up every once in a while in the news. I can I and I because I've actually had like sort of semi interactions with him in my uh, wrestling days because he's oh. also like he was also like Roddy Piper's assistant at one point and a wrestling fan. Oh, and a wrestling fan. Yeah, so we have I've, I've interviewed him. Johnny Fairplay is he a, uh, a reality TV? He's a reality TV yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and he's kind of a a, a wiener. Um, I see. So uh, that was Survivor Talk. Um, <laughs> Excellent, yeah. No, but that's it for Nomad number seven from uh, nineteen uh, November 1992. 1992. Uh, so yeah. we do this every issue, every episode. Uh, we ask if we would read the next issue of the book. I'll start. Um, I'm Maybe, maybe not. I've actually decided, I can't decide if I want to continue collecting these. Mm, okay. Because there's only 25 of this run. Mm. And oh, and also he, you know, in this character, this nomad character, yeah, has a very sad end. Eventually, oh, yeah. how does he die? Oh, 
So eventually what happens is uh he his 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 um his body start continues to degradate. De- de- degradate. Degrade. 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 What the hell word is that? Uh uh degrade and you know he is you know his, his the stuff in the system makes him like he starts like thinking people are drug dealers when they're not. Oh, so like, he, he kind of halluc- like reverts back to like mm. thinking everybody is. Yeah, he starts hallucinating. Oh, like okay. apparently he sees his daughter oh. buying ice cream from a guy, and she thinks he thinks she's buying drugs, so he attacks them. Oh, oh yeah, like it's Great. that bad. Oh, that's so sad. And yeah. he starts so instead he, of communists, he sees drug dealers. Yeah, and then he's, and then he starts drinking really heavily and hanging out at a bar and just getting. Just, and hanging out re- with Tony Stark? Hmm. No, no Tony Stark. But and so he gets he's just getting drunk and he starts degrading and then uh and then eventually and this apparently what happens is uh Winter Soldier shows up, shoots him in the head and throws him in his uh his trunk. Oof. And that's it. Does he ever come back? No, he hasn't come back oh, since. Oh, he's still dead. He's dead. Wow. wow okay. Wow, that's impressive. He's been I mean at yeah. the end of this particular series this 1992-94 series, yeah. he went into suspended animation. Hmm. Okay. But then he came back and had a shitty life and got shot in the head and thrown in the trunk. And now he's dead. And now he's dead. Wow, that's wow. a pretty long run for a comic book character to be dead. Yeah, they actually left him dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like 2005 or oh, something. Oh, wow. Like that. wow. He's, been, Not bad. he's been dead for over a decade at this point. Yeah. We, should, we should have a, we should have a, a celebration. <laughs> Well done, Marvel. Actually, this is me because like I don't really want to so much maybe find out the rest of these books, but I want to find the book where they tell the story about his sad death. <laughs> like I kind of like I'm kind of fascinated with that's like, not in your Marvel Book of the Dead stuff. No, because yeah. it's 2005. This is oh. like that was in the 80s. Oh, I this see. is this is this is 90s. We got to find more yeah. dead 90s. So, <laughs> uh, but would you read the next issue of this, John? Uh you know, it, it, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because since it's a crossover, it's always a really weird time to get introduced to a series is with a crossover issue. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm always like, I don't know. Do I like this? I don't know. I I can't. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Robert, would you read this next issue? Uh, probably not for me either. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this kind of comic book character was never really my bag. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a bit. Uh, yeah, I gotta go. With no. It's a bit of an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't anybody else's bag either because it only ran for two years. <laughs> the end. Yeah, <laughs> so that was it. But uh, all right, well, that's it for Nomad. Uh, we'll be back with the next book. Hey, hi, how are you? I'm Jamie Flam, and I am the artistic director of the Hollywood Improv. Basically, that means I'm the one responsible for booking comedians, producing shows, and making sure every night at the club is magical. You might even call me the gatekeeper okay so not really but maybe i don't know uh outside of my job at the improv i also perform and write comedy which means i sit in front of many gatekeepers myself it's an interesting dynamic but it's helped me learn a lot as well now i host a podcast about it each week i talk with bookers producers decision makers performers and more hey uh this is cole stratton this is janet varney this is troy conrad this is todd glass and you're listening to gatekeeper it's an inside look at the art of saying yes and no also, there are sound effects. Be sure to subscribe to Gatekeeper on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find more info at sideshownetwork.tv. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever here on Sideshow Network. Uh, we are here with, again, Robert J. Peterson. Howdy. Uh, thank you for joining us, sir. It is, you know, hopefully... Uh, Nomad has not <laughs> broken your spirit. <laughs> broken all of us. I feel like I feel not like I feel like sometimes it's like it's it's kind of an endurance. It's, yeah, you know you have to ha- you have to really be like hardcore 
you know, like a fan, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we started with this because this next one is something that you recommended to us. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, it is Camelot 3000 yes. from, when is it? It is from... Yeah. Uh, is it early 80s? Uh, yeah, 19, it's uh, volume two, issue two, January 1983. Wow. Right. So this is actually a part of the uh, maxi series, Camelot 3000. Yep. Uh, the 12 issue maxi series. And... Uh, which for some reason I feel like even though it's a twelve issue maxi series, it, according to the DC Wiki, it like it says it like went on for like a decade or something. Hmm. Like just the way that it's, uh, yeah, it's just the way that at least that's how the DC Wiki puts it. Because I, I I or I organize hmm. my comic book collection in my app here uh, using that uh, using what they have. You know, and they'll say, yeah, actually I gotta find this because it's it's very strange. Um. So, according to the wiki, this uh, according to like the, the twelve issues were released over the, the according space to the decade? wiki. Okay, well, okay, I'm sorry, not not that long. Uh, oh, but okay. According mm-hmm. to the wiki, it was from 1982 to 1985. Oh, hmm. so it was a long time. But huh. that's about the same. But that's you know they had that means that they, I mean, maybe maybe some of the issues were late. No, oh, that could be. You know, sure, yeah. Because this is yeah. you know it's a very high concept series. I'm sure, and it's written by uh, written. I think it's pretty much Brian Boland. Right or yeah. I mean I don't think he's the I don't think he See. wrote it but he definitely did draw it and it's yeah. it's I think it's beautiful it is beautiful yeah yeah the artwork is great, great artwork. Yeah. yeah yeah so um you pick this book mm-hmm. yeah. read. uh I would ask what do you love about the series sure. uh, why did you think this was a great one uh, yeah well uh, I will say this uh, anytime uh, I find myself talking about Camelot three uh, three thousand and I describe the general hook of it which is well there's an alien invasion in the year three thousand. And then King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table <laughs> reappear. Ex- exactly, that is the reaction. I, I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, but I'm always like, no. But seriously, like, what uh, what I admire about it, uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm a big believer, uh, and I'm sure I'm not alone in saying this that that uh, uh, that good storytelling is all about uh, commitment. Um, mm-hmm. If you're an actor or a writer, uh, whatever you're doing, you should really believe in what you're doing. Uh, and if anything, this comic is completely committed to and over delivered. It, it, <laughs> it is a totally undue over delivery yeah. of the material. Um, it uh, it uh, obviously like the artwork is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's really well done. The language is so funny. I mean, like just. Just, just King Arthur just fighting like this, this alien. It's not an alien. It's some other kind of Hulk person or something like that. Let me just read some of this language to you. Uh, uh, in combat to the death, Arthur is ne'er content merely to hold his own. He either dies or he triumphs. <laughs> it, it is just so. It's so yeah. completely bonkers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I will say this: this was one of the first grown-up comics that I read when I was way, way too young to be reading this kind of thing. I mean, this is you know, I'll put this in the same uh, in the same category uh, as far as like, oh. Uh, as far as being rated R as a comic, I would put it kind of kind of mm. on the same level as Watchmen. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's not like like a kid who's like six or seven years old as I was at the time. Maybe shouldn't be reading this. I stuff, sort you know? of got a little bit of Watchmen yeah. vibe. I just got Absolutely. the vibe. I was yeah. like, I was yeah. like, wait, cause like just the way that way it was drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, are we gonna like? I was like, I was like kind of expecting to see some nudity. I don't know why. I was just like, I'm ready for some nudity. Uh, there is definitely some like partial nudity in this comic as well. Yeah. And one um one other thing about this comic, and here I'm just I'm laying bare like one of the plot twists of one of my novels, which because I'm such a famous eminent novelist, this is gonna <laughs> upset my pen. But but a novel of mine that I I, I wrote some time ago, and it, it I, obviously has not been published and may not be for a while. Uh, I will say that I unrepentantly cribbed the huge, <laughs> the major plot point from Camelot 3000. And uh, if you don't know this comic, if you don't, if you don't have any waxing poetic about it, uh, the, 
the Knights of the Round Table, they are resurrected in new bodies, in right. bodies contemporary to the year 3000. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And there's, uh, there are all kinds of complications that arise from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Like one of the men, one of the knights has a family. One of them... Mm-hmm. It, it is resurrected and then immediately turns into this kind of like hulking super soldier, like voiceless like yeah. monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Stuck with that. Uh, one of the men is resurrected as a woman. Uh, yeah. And I have yeah. to say, as a young kid, that was the first time I ever interacted with anything that approximated trans issues or, yeah. or you know, like he's, he's still in love with a woman, but yeah. he's in the body of a woman. And it's really, really uh, interesting stuff. And in one of my novels, uh, there is there is a... Uh, 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 it is told in two parts, and in the first half of the book, it's this huge, needlessly epic novel that I wrote. <laughs> in the first half of the book, a bunch of stuff happens, and then six characters die. And then in the second half of the book, um, these six characters reappear mm-hmm. in different bodies. Oh, cool. And if you can imagine this, like imagine just like six people who look like the the uh, the six uh, the six people from the first half of the book, but their souls have just been scrambled around. And yeah. I, I had this in mind. And again, there's all kinds of complications that arise from that. One of the yeah. one of the plot points in my novel is that one of these six people uh, is a serial killer. Oh, wow. And that is one of the mysteries in the second half of the book, because everyone's like, we don't know where this soul is hiding out, and mm. we need to figure oh, that's it out. Cool. You know? yeah. So I will say that Camelot 3000 uh, had a pretty important formative uh, effect on me as a writer, uh, oh, even fantastic. though I didn't know it at, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to make Very fun cool. of it. Please, no, 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 no. Please make fun of it. It is, it's delightful. Yeah. No, and I, I know here's the thing. So this is, so you, you brought this up to me. Yeah, yeah. And I, typically we just go from what we have and you mentioned like, well, I've been reading a lot of this lately and I was like, all right, well, yeah. you know, in my, in my travels or whatever, I'll come across, we'll, we'll shop and we'll mm-hmm. come across books. And if we come across one, we'll, we'll do it. Um, and it just happened that I was at uh, Earth Two in hmm. Sherman Oaks, and they were doing uh, they have a sidewalk sale, hmm. and I just happened to come across Camelot Three Thousand, a, oh. a single issue in the yeah. dollar bin, nice. and I was like, "Well, this is great because now I could do we can actually do this." Yeah, yeah. you know, they also had the the full trade. Uh, oh, nice! Too oh. As well. it's, I didn't. It's I didn't, a nice trade. I you know. I'm thinking about like after reading this because I'll be look. I'll be upfront. I kind of like this. No, I did too. Yeah, I yeah. did too. Actually, I kind of <laughs> like this. I kind of like where this is going. I kind of. I'm kind of disappointed. This is not a movie. Oh yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm like, why are you guys making all this other shit? You can make this. This is perfect. And yeah. you can get like English. all the English actors you yeah, want. You can, do, you can you can get all the Hemsworths. You could do all this. Come on, just just do this. This yeah. is fantastic. Do you have an accent? You're in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Totally. But uh, so it's so it's so it's pretty rad. And uh, I'm kind of I'm glad we're uh, we're taking a crack at right. it because yeah, there's right. some stuff to to diss on here. Oh, but go yeah, ahead. So, let's let's go so, ahead and get started. Yeah, yeah. Please. So we start. Uh, the cover of it has one of these big, and I forget the name of these men. And, and we'll, we'll the neo men. The neo men. Neo men. Yeah. Which uh, we they're find all, out later. They're all uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all Keanu Reeves. There's a bunch of Keanu Reeves just running around being like, whoa. Whoa, I know. What if they just walked around the whole time going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, kind of like, uh, like if it was like a Lego game. Yeah, yeah. If it was like a Lego game, like those would be the guys just be walking around going, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yep. Uh, but these, we find out later these are, you know, ex-cons that have been mutated. Anyway, yeah. so we have one of these guys on the cover and he's gigantic and, and monstery looking and he's like holding two dudes who he's just like thrown around. Uh, there's a woman who's wearing great sandals crouched mm. on the ground, holding her child, you know, pr- trying to protect it from this monster. Yep. And King Arthur is in the middle with his, with Excalibur, you know, point at this guy's face. Uh, so that is the cover. And of course you can see like in the background, there's like flying ships and stuff. So it's obviously a future. Yep. 
Um, so we open on a splash page of London in the year 3000. Uh, and it's screwed. Like yep. <laughs> everything is exploding. People are running away. Uh, you know, the aliens have come basically and they're ruining London. So then we cut back to, it says, and a continent away. So I'm assuming we are in America. I think the United Nations. Oh, okay. I, I think it's that building. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're in the UN and, uh, the un. in the, the un. un. Uh, and there's this like reporter and he's like, you know, everybody's here. They were trying to come up with some <laughs> solution to this alien problem. Uh, cause they haven't asked for anything. These aliens haven't asked us for anything. They just started shooting. Um, yeah, it says. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already. I'm already just chuckling at the audacity of this book. And then I'm, I don't want to interrupt you. Please, no, please, no, 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 no. please it's, describe the scene. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like when this strange object rose through the floor of the chamber, and it is a giant rock, like yep. a freaking just massive rock. Yep. And on top of so it, so it just rose the in the middle of the of the un of the un. Yes, of the un. Mm. It came out of the floor out of nowhere, <laughs> and on top of it is the anvil with the sword stuck in it. <laughs> And this reporter's like, <laughs> camera, because it's like a drone camera. He's like, go get a close-up of the sword, because there's an, an inscription on it. And it says, and it's kind of hard to read. How uh, is this not a heavy metal comic? Yeah. It's it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very much in that vein, isn't it? It's yeah. pretty much. Yeah. 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 And the sword has a, the inscription, and it says, whoso pull out this sword uh, of this stone is, I cannot read this. Sorry, I need. There glasses. shall be six more weeks of wind. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If you see your shadow, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is the righteous king born of all Britain? Ah, so that's what it says. Sorry, oh, I need glasses, as we can tell. Mm. Um, so people all around are just like watching this on TV, and yeah. they're just like, "Oh man, sword, okay." Weird. Yeah, yeah, weird. <laughs> oh man, this is good and TV. It, and they're like, yeah. "This is an overpopulated rock. Yeah, it is horrific." So- and then outside of the UN is just like protesters. Yeah, like people are pissed. Uh, they want some solution to these weird aliens, um, and the cops are like, who dress like baseball players, by the way, because they're oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like catchers, basically. Yeah, They've yeah, got like yeah. the big thing, uh, and they're like, okay, well, we can't hold all these people back. There's too many of them, and they're like, yes, we can, because here come the Neo Men. Yeah. And they just like bring in these like basically looks like flying coffins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Right. And it does like giant flying yeah. full of these. I'd love it if the Undertaker came out of all. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of or like the, Death Clock. Yeah, yeah, of these dudes. Yeah. Uh, they all look the same. They've all been mutated. Yeah. It's, like, it's a very Spinal Tap kind of entrance. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they look a little bit like the drop ships that the stormtroopers used at the very yeah. beginning yeah. of the Force yeah. Awakens. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, those yes. Kind, yeah. Like the front opens up a la Normandy. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. And all out they come, and they just start. Basically knocking heads. Totally. Yeah. They're like smashing dudes together. And yep. then we see the woman from the cover and her kid. And she's trying to run away. Oh, yeah. All the men are like, point us at the innocents. Yeah. They're like, kill. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, somebody grabs. Well, why is that lady bringing her kid to that thing? It's a very contentious Seriously. area. Why are you bringing yeah. your kids? Like, oh, I just thought I'd stop by and protest. We were yeah. walking by. Yeah. Child protesting. It's fine. Uh, so she's like, she starts running away. And this guy's going after her. And then a hand grabs his belt and says, no, unhand her, monster. Yep. And <laughs> it's King Arthur. And it turns out that, um, and I, I love Merlin in this, by the way. Oh, he's great. He's so funny. So King Arthur's like, unhand her, I am the king, blah, blah, blah. And he gives this whole speech. And uh, Merlin's like, Arthur, I didn't 
bring you over here so you could like hustle with these people. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, shut up, Merlin. Uh, it's time for me to kick ass. Yep. And so yep. basically that's what happens. He starts fighting this guy. Uh, and as that's happening, the reporter from inside is like, hmm, a scuffle? Ah, a scuffle. <laughs> a scuffle? Yep. Let us go get it on camera. A scuffle. <laughs> a scuffle is like just a bloody fight with oh, a yeah. sword, you know, just, just a man and a with a beard and a crown I mean, and muscle. he is in full armor. Let's, yeah. So everybody, oh, yeah. like, this is the future. Yeah, just keep, it, just keep in mind, he looks in full... Full King Arthur. Full he's Arthur. Totally medieval. Medieval. Yeah. The cra- he's wearing a crown. Yep. He's got the boots, like, the whole nine. And yep. so yep. he's fighting this guy, and that's from what you read earlier, where he's like, either he dies or he triumphs. And I don't yeah. know if he breaks this guy's neck back or smashes seems to be, or something yeah. i think smashes he, his face i think he, exactly i think he just sure. cracks the guy because he's pushing his face i think he it just like snaps his head well, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. off yeah. his like, body yeah did he just push or his breaks head his neck back that way right. yeah, yeah like what so, well, you can do that i mean yeah. you know certain bruce willis did it in die hard or <laughs> yeah, yeah or 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 uh, steven seagal would do it steven seagal probably read this and was like i could totally mm. i'm totally doing that and i'm putting that in hard to kill yeah kelly the rocks could be so impressed yep and all in so of course this is on camera now and like everybody who was like watching just like we don't really care about this sword is now like yeah look at that guy we like swords now we like swords. we like swords yeah. now the nation got into swords yep. kids out there buying buying swords it's like yep, it's like yep. that episode of the uh, justice league when everybody was like shining knight is great you know? <laughs> uh, and so of course the the reporter tries to interview arthur and he's just like Nah, like he's like, why are you shoving that well, sausage said, in yeah, my he said, face? He says, why are you shoving that? Yes, I took a picture of that yesterday. Why are you? Sho- why should I talk to you when you shove a yeah. shove a sausage in my face? Why wow. would I converse with one who sticks a sausage in my face? Away with you! Away with you! I yep. am king. Uh, and so Arthur's like, come on, we got to go get the, the sword. <laughs> Was that a problem in the medieval in medieval times? Maybe. Probably when like people come up and be like, I want to talk to you. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure that was the jester's thing. Your Majesty, like, you would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like jumping around, jumping shoving around. sausages in people's faces. Oh well, that'd be oh, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be fun yeah. though. Could you eat the sausages? Uh, I'm assuming this would happen in a dinner. Why did he? Yeah. Just, why wasn't he like, "Hey, I'm hungry," Hung. and he just bites <laughs> yeah. it and he just gets zapped? I don't know. Does that happen in medieval times? Like, I if you go yeah. there, do they like shove a? Let's go yeah. to Renfair and see. Let's see yeah. if we do. We, we, we go around and start shoving sausages people's face and be like. Yeah. Do you want to talk to us? And then he's going, <laughs> I don't know. And come to think of it, I can't recall a jester from Arthurian legend. Uh, uh, is is there one? I, not that I. Oh, recall. was that round table way too serious for that kind of thing? No, yeah, they probably don't yeah. have. Yeah. One. They don't. Yeah. They don't have time for comedy. Totally. They, don't, they, don't, they don't have an open mic. Yeah, he's like, I will only allow. Serious talk and for Lancelot to fuck my. What do you think this is? That's all that may transpire at this round table. Yeah, this yeah. round table. What do you think this is? Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, that movie does not a laugh to be found. Oh no. A part of my French here. I feel like I'm swearing a lot. No, 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 please. But walk with me on this one. It reminds me of. Uh, I love Shakespeare. That's not the reason why uh, mm-hmm. I love this book so much. But but Laurence Olivier, the great you know Shakespearean actor, uh, he did uh, pretty much all of the great uh, leads. Uh, but he never played Prospero. He was never in the Tempest. And I believe the reason why was because he says uh, he said there's not one fucking smile to be found in that whole play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that makes you think of Man of Steel. Just mm-hmm. like oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, no nothing there. It's joyless. Oh, yeah, don't laugh. Oh God, like when Carol Ferris showed up and was like, he's hot. I was like, ah. Oh. I'm allowed to smile finally. Right. Something. Yeah. It's like, hey, there's a joke happens. at the end. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Actually, yeah. It was, actually, it was probably more the joke was probably like, it's like, I'm an American man. I'm you know? an American <laughs> man. No, you're not. 
It's like he's also drinking Budweiser for taste. Right, because yeah. he can't get drunk. I was like, you're really drinking Budweiser for fun? Yeah. We, can, well, we can talk about, here's the thing, we can talk about Man of Steel, Batman, Bivis, we call it, Batman uh, v Superman. Yeah, we watched for, uh, Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition. Mm. Oh, that's right, we did. Oh, we haven't talked about wow. that. Oh, okay. Because yeah, so it's already up digitally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. And, oh, so you, you, you can finally buy it. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Oh, yeah. So. What, the whole movie? You're not missing anything. Well, you haven't seen the movie movie? No, oh, I haven't. Man. No, no, no. no. Let, do, okay. Don't even worry about it. I know about the ending. So okay. yeah, no, no, no. Like, but, I mean, but there's all these other parts in it that are like so absurd. And oh, it's, but oh, it's so it's, much fun to discover them on your own. Because we know... You know, you're the kind of guy. I, I could sense you're the kind of guy that you know you, you catch on to the stuff. You go, what the fuck? What is yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. There's why? a lot of that. Oh, but I would have to say that the ultimate edition is better than the theatrical oh, okay. release because you get to see an additional thirty goddamn minutes of footage. So it's a three-hour movie, uh, but they cut out a lot of stuff that mm. actually. Uh, is very it like pertains very to the important. plot. It's very important to the plot, and you're like, why oh. didn't you keep that in? Yeah. Uh, yep. So especially anyway. too, if you're just like, oh, it's just another thirty minutes. Let's keep it in. Yeah. Let's keep yeah. it in. Who cares if it's a t- obviously you you want to make this a long ass movie? Who yep. cares? Yeah. Just make it two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah, make yeah. it Amadeus for all I care. I don't seriously. Care. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Um. So Merlin's like, come on, we got to go get the 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 sword because yeah. cops are probably coming, and uh. The reporter tries to interview Merlin, and he's like, "Oh, hush!" And it turns into mm. a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have this kid with them. Oh, yeah, Tom. Tom. Yeah. And I'm assuming he is a modern person. Yep. Uh, and he is the one in the first issue uh, who accidentally That's unearthed right. Arthur. Oh. Yes, yeah. and he mentions that, and he's like, "Oh man, you know, I feel like I'm in a dream. I just woke up, Arthur, and then I got Merlin out of Stonehenge." Yep. Uh, that what happened? That's what happened. Yeah, it, that was my day. <laughs> and, uh, my days I, as I'm a roadie awake. for Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like this is so weird. Yep. So uh, they go into the UN, uh, and the camera is of course there, and um, there's these guys like trying to destroy the rock, and he's like, "No, move! This is my sword," and he goes up, and he pulls it out of the rock or the anvil. Uh, and he's like, oh, yes, just what I did when I was a child, and I was so surprised that I did it. But my favorite part of this is because it's a two-page drawing, a very lovely drawing. Yeah. My favorite part of this is he's pulling this sword out. It's gorgeous, and it's gold, whatever, but he has a gun stuck yep. in his belt at yep. the same time. <laughs> I love that. Yep. He, he doesn't use his gun in the entire no, book. he does, but he's got it. Uh, he does later. He'll fight with like Excalibur and this laser gun. <laughs> Yeah, that's did he lot. get that in the first issue? I mean, must have. Like, yeah, hey, would you yeah. like would you like a laser gun? He's like, sure. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll put this here. That's like when uh, they when they give that's when they give the Hulk a gun. Yeah, in the nineties, <laughs> yep. and the Hulk got really like he got like he became like smart Bruce Banner Hulk, yep. and then he like he was like you know he's the Hulk like he's gigantic, but he also had a really big giant gun that he. <laughs> I, I, but he did. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I remember. I just know there was like a, a drawing of it. I don't know where he what issues he used it because I wasn't reading the Peter David run at the time, but. You know, I'm assuming he shot people because he's a fucking Hulk. But I'm like, dude, you're the Hulk. I mean, you're, like, you don't need a gun. You don't need a gun. Just like yeah. he doesn't yeah. need a gun here. Yep. No, yeah. he actually he actually uh, purloined that gun from a slain alien. And there's uh, a li- there's a line in the oh. first issue where he's like, kind of like he, he shoots it or whatever, and then he's like, I think I shall keep this strange torch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that he calls it a torch. That's oh just yeah, great. no, I'm telling you, like this comic, just 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 the it's, cojones on this entire it, comic. It's really funny. It commits. Yeah. That's like it commits, yeah, it commits to it. Yeah. And there's even this part, like I love this little narration box here, where he's like, he is the king, and he wants to like shout and exclaim, and he's so happy, but he knows that he can't, yeah. because he knows he has to like put on this kingly air, yep. Yep. Uh, which is really great. Um, and so then, of course, people all over the world see it, and they're like, yay, a hero. Then they're hugging, and they're happy. Yep. Uh, and, and so they have a hero again, and they're all excited. We need a hero. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep, and, and that yep. Bonnie Tyler song starts playing, yep. and everybody's happy. Um, and he starts giving a little speech. He's like, you know, I am the king of this entire planet, apparently. Not I'm now just king of Earth. Yeah. The Earth, the whole thing. <laughs> and he's like, we shall be free. And then all this energy, which we find out later or the soul shoots out of Excalibur yeah. and just like goes yeah. uh, in different directions. And it actually, they shoot into space and we see a, a hand, a woman's hand yep. catch these things. And Merlin's like, no, absolutely not. And he somehow frees them with his magic. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and then they shoot off. And uh, so Arthur's like, did, did you do that? Like, was that all you? Like, all the, the, the shiny shit from the sword? And he's like, yep, but they were intercepted, and we're going to figure this out. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see how this goes. So yep. they, like, fly fly around, and one of them goes into what is this? United Earth Defense Supreme Headquarters. Yep, yep. Where there was a woman working, and blonde lady, and she's like, you know, I'm going to my quarters, she, I believe she's fairly high up because people are saluting her. Yeah, kind of a major Kira character, yeah. like on that on that order. You yeah, know? yeah. And so she's like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna just lay down and try to figure out what the hell to do about these aliens because this is a problem." Yep. And so as she's laying there, this like that one of those beams comes and zaps her in the head, and then she's like, "What the hell?" Oh shit! I'm going to veer. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she she kind of starts remembering stuff from the middle evil times, but she's not sure because mm-hmm. it's not a full memory. Yeah. And so she's like, I, I don't know. And so <laughs> at the same time, we have uh, Merlin and Arthur and the guy, the kid, whose name I can never remember, Tom? Uh, Tom, yeah. Tom. Yep, yep. Uh, they're at the gate, and they're like, all right, let us in, because we're dressed like security dudes. Yep. <laughs> Which is very funny. It's it's weird because this is what I don't get. It's like why don't like they're dressed like security dudes, but they have like their mustaches. And oh their, yeah, like his yeah. Beard I'm assuming I'm assuming that 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 uh, Arthur is wearing one of those security dude hats yep. and over his crown. his crown. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, he's wearing his crown under yep. this hat. Uh, and he's like, "Let us in." The guy's like, "Give me ID." And Merlin's like, "Oh, you've already given us ID. Like you've already seen it because he like Jedi mind tricks." Yep. Yep. Uh, into and he's like, why not oh, just make yourself invisible and just yeah. go through? I don't know. I don't, you can do anything you want. Why? Why do you have to dress up? And he can clearly teleport them from place to right, place. So like, I'm not I, sure why he yeah. walks down a hallway, but well, it, it's still fun. Clearly, and, you can you can send out a flaming balls of of thoughts, of, yeah, of space yeah. thoughts, space souls. souls to everybody to yep. people that you need to send it to. Yep. Yeah, you can't just phase them through a room and be like, hey, we're here. Yep. Yeah. So terrible. They walk in and they're like, "All right, this is the place we're supposed to be." Yep. Uh, and Merlin's like, "Oh, I don't have to hold up because I guess they're magical costumes." Like he yeah, has, yeah. he's like, "Oh, forget it." Now you all look like yourselves. And they open the door, and there's that woman, and she's like, "Who the hell are you, people?" And he's like, "Guinevere, it's you." Like Arthur's all happy. He's like, "Hi, my love, how's it going?" Uh, and she's just not 
sure what the hell's happening. Yeah. Like, she, so in that case, you, that's you know, what you need to do is make out with somebody. Well, not yet, because at first she's like, she's trying to talk to them, and then uh, Merlin freezes her vocal cords. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. she can't say anything. So she starts like looking around, and she's like, got a gun. Yeah. Classic Merlin, am I right? <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. This is, this is like kind of. It's kind of terrible to happen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm just picturing this in a movie. Oh yeah. yeah, and just thinking like that's a great that'd be like a great scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And like, what bit of like pseudo Shakespearean madness does uh, Arthur spout before he kisses her here? Oh what yeah, up? he says something. Ah, uh, here we go. My yeah. tongue is in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> I have been pleading. I've been pleading with your mind instead of going directly to your heart, and then he kisses yeah. her. And then he kisses her. Oh, it's too good. Because they not only did they freeze her vocal cords and blow up her gun, but they just froze her completely. Yep. Ugh. And then so he tries to talk to her. It doesn't work. And then he kisses her, and then she remembers. But he still. But they still needed those costumes to get in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But totally. as she, my favorite part is when she's remembering everything. So she remembers standing beside Arthur when he's got Excalibur, yep. and in the very b- bottom corner, she remembers sleeping with his best friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Doesn't forget that shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, and she's like, "Oh my god, my king, it's you!" And she like bows to him. And um, also, I want to take a point real here. So there is a comic book guide. Oh, mm, oh yeah, yeah, here, right. And uh, there's a cover of it. It's got I don't know if it's just a DC one, but it has all the Looks DC like it, yeah. characters. It has all you know, you're the whole you know, flip, you know, Batman and mm-hmm. Superman, Green Lantern. But for some reason, I and it looks like. <laughs> So Superman looks like he's giving a secret thumbs up on his waist. Oh, he does. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Instead of yes. like sticking his hand out, he's yeah, kind of like, he mm-hmm. It's It's really weird. He's giving this. <laughs> he's like, guys, yeah, he pretty is. cool. That, That's it, weird. That is weird. Okay. It looks very strange, actually. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, secret thumbs up. Secret yep. guys, uh, catch thumbs up. I, All right. Can I pose a question to the table? Yes. Uh, one of the uh, obviously one of the great things about Arthurian legend is uh, I I don't know if it invented this uh, particular model of the love triangle, mm. but I always find myself coming back to Arthur, Lancelot, and Guinevere. Yes. You know, like there's the woman, and then there is the sort of you know staid and tried and true guy who's more of a straight arrow, and then there's like the kind of like sexier rogue guy who's <laughs> in there, and and obviously like you can draw straight lines between these three characters and say. Uh, Scott Summers, Jean Grey, mm, and Logan. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. same yeah, basic yeah. three types there. And uh, like, are there any other love triangles like that that spring to mind through oh literature my God, and I'm pop sure culture? Yeah, there's be. so many. But there's yeah. so many. But like, what a wonderful archetype that Arthurian legend oh, gave yeah. us that love triangle. It's yeah, like the, absolutely. It's like the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the room. Tommy is King Arthur. <laughs> in, in, in Tommy Wiseau's mind, the uh, character of Tommy is King Arthur. Is King Arthur. Oh my goodness. And, and his best friend. Mark, you are my best friend. You're Mark also uh, Lancelot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such Lancelot, a why are you betraying me? I fed up with this world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like, well, so all those like little energy bolts were the souls of mm-hmm. these people yeah. and they've been reincarnated. And uh, we've got to go get them. So the first person we're going to mm-hmm. go get is Lancelot. Mm-hmm. And Guinevere's mm-hmm. like, oh, um, well, I'll, I mean, I mean, I'll come. What's he been up right? to? Like, yeah. You, yeah. Need, you need my help. <laughs> Did he right? ask about me? Is that yeah. what you want to get him? I mean, yeah, I'll, totally. I'll help you. I mean, not for any reason, but I'll totally help. And yeah. Arthur's just like gives this like wistful, the way it's drawn, it's a very like dude staring into the ocean look. Yeah. He's just like, oh. Oh, Which so, is really great. It's really sad. And and just to, uh, uh, pardon me for going on and on no, about no, this no. book, but uh, definitely pick up the trade. It's great. And, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I can remember like reading this as a kid, and this was one of the first times that I read like a real story with consequences yeah. where bad stuff happened and it mattered, and it echoed across the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to tell you something. Um, the ending 
Uh, it is one of those endings. I, I will say this, and walk with me on this one. It is on par with the ending of this Nomad comic. Where say, if I were, where if I were going, if I told you how it ended, we'd all erupt into laughter. But I got to tell you something. <laughs> it's kind of magnificent when it happens. Yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I think I think I think I'm gonna delve into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's a good read. So we we go to France. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile in France, uh, there is this gentleman who is basically Lancelot. Yeah, uh, and he's rich or whatever, and he's yeah, kind like, of a Mark Cuban type. It looks yeah. like like a, a you know a mogul. Yeah, yeah he's a mogul, yeah. and his chauffeur is like, "Oh, I'll drive you home." And he's like, "Nah, your mom, your mom <laughs> just came from the the refugee shuttle. Go see her. I'll drive myself." Yeah, it's a nice millionaire. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's got a heart too. Yeah, he does. So he flies like up, and he yeah. he gets yeah. <laughs> he gets zapped by one of those beams. But he is flying, and this is the weirdest thing. But it's also kind of great. He lives on like an asteroid, yeah, maybe? A or like planetoid, yeah. A little planetoid <laughs> that is somehow above Earth, but it's not yeah. the moon. It's asteroid M. And it oh. still yeah, has yeah. like an atmosphere, but there's also like a city on the bottom of it on, and on the top of it. Yeah, I'm not sure how yeah. that works. It's very little prints, the imagery. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. is. And he lives up here on this like amazing house. This is because he's, you know, rich. Uh, and so <laughs> this Arthur, is what I imagine is going to happen when Trump becomes president. He's going to live on that. Yeah. Is that what's going to happen? He's going to mm-hmm. make one of these. And we're all going to live on <laughs> Earth and we're all fucked. <laughs> He'll be pointing at this comic saying, build this me this. this. Yeah. Guys, Camelot 3000 number two. This is my favorite. It's going to be huge. Yeah, It's going to be huge. Uh, yep. That's funny. So, yeah. So he's like, all right, uh, Arthur and Merlin and everybody, they're like, here it is. This is our new Camelot. And, and Arthur's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. I can see it. That's cool. What, the asteroid? Yeah. Oh, he just takes over. That's right. He just takes over. That's he just right. takes yeah. over. And he's like, yeah. and they're like, I'm sure somebody must live here. <laughs> I live like, here now. He's like, yeah. yeah, I live here now. He's like, uh, well, someone does live here. It's a robot, or at least the security system is a robot. Yeah. So Arthur fights it, and he like cuts it in half, and it's you know he's using his sword to like um, there's like a laser beam, and he's like you know reflecting it off to like blow up this robot. And uh, Merlin, he's like, oh, you did that quite well, quite competently actually. Hmm. He's like, what did you think I I wouldn't? He's like, hmm. <laughs> The portrayal of Merlin is really great in this comic. It's, he's very yeah. funny. Very enigmatic. <laughs> very, yeah. Um, so Lancelot shows up and Arthur's there and he instantly remembers yeah. mm-hmm. that it's him. He's like, my lord, oh my God, Arthur, it's so great. Uh, he knights him again, whatever. And then Guinevere's there. And then Arthur, like his face is drawn in like a, a ball. Yeah. So you can just like think about the love triangle. Yeah. Oh, oh and, that's why. Okay. And don't forget, sorry to go back uh, yes. at the previous page. Don't forget, I love how, how Lancelot and Merlin acknowledge oh, each other. Oh, yes. Knight, <laughs> wizard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. It's Everybody so good. Everybody like, oh my God, it's so good. And they're just like, mm-hmm. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yep. Uh, and so you see Arthur's face drawn in what is basically a, a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, the triangle is still mm. intact. They still have this weird thing. And it's because it's Morgan Le Fay, and that was her hand, I'm assuming. It was her hand. Yeah, grabbed yeah. all the souls. Yep. Uh, and she's, I'm not exactly sure where she is, but she's like. It, okay, I'll tell you what. It yeah. looks like she's sitting on a toilet. <laughs> it does. It kind of It's does. a weird drawing. She's like, she looks, yeah. she's like on the can. She's like, ah, oh, my, 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 yep. my, yeah. my ball phone. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looks a little like Skeletor's throne in yeah, Snake it really, Mountain. Yeah, Skeletor. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. Skeletor's Except toilet. It's got, like, <laughs> it's got like fancy buttons on it to do neat yep. things. Thank God she's half naked. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, she yeah. has to be. Yep. Uh, yeah, and she's got like. She's at home. She got her own press. Like Pearl bracelets but like underneath her knee and like yeah. one on her thigh so she, you know she's accessorized um, you should, maybe you should bring that back start wearing, wearing the, the oh, knee, knee bracelets yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. I'm so, totally gonna do that 
Uh, and she's like, oh, how good for me. Like what destroyed Camelot in the beginning was because Arthur was so uncertain. Yeah. And uh, it's probably going to happen again. Yeah. So, yep. haha, this is so much better. Did she get awakened too and everybody else got awakened or she's just been hanging around? Uh, I forget. I feel like. Because Morgan Le Fay is, I mean. She's I mean, like a witch. Right. I, like here, it's uh, it is a bit confusing because Arthur and Merlin both re- like reawaken in their original bodies from the old days, right? And I think the same goes for Morgan Le Fay. Like I think she was somehow just resurrected. Somehow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird. It's, a, it's and this thing is this is not Morgan Le Fay. No, it's not the other one who bounces around the DC universe. No, like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not. It's not. Clarion, it's mm. not Clarion's mom. Right. Mm. So, okay. Yeah, there is a to... Morgan Le Fay. Ah. Who is Clary on the witch boy's mother? Ah, okay. Yeah, which we need to keep. Yeah, because think because they're because this is outside of with the DC demon. Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is so which I, I would I, I will if Etrigan showed up. I was like, hey guys, you know, I would be like, all right. <laughs> he's just in the corner. Yeah, he's just yeah. in the corner. He's just what Etrigan does. He just kind of sits in the corner, is creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rhymes. <laughs> like rhymes. Yep. He's like, he's just out there rapping, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Etrigan, what a great character. Yeah, I love yeah. Etrigan. Oh, he's so fun. Yeah. Oh, Swamp Thing Annual Number One. <laughs> one of the greatest comics of all time. Is that the one with uh, they going to hell? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have so good. That. Yeah, so I have good. that. Oh, no, I don't have that. Yeah. I need it. So it's great. Yeah. So that is the end of Camelot 3000, issue number two. Yeah. From January of 1983. Uh, Robert, would you need read the next issue? I certainly would. Yes. Yeah. Well, he already has. I'd run and, out to read it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I would totally. I'm gonna totally read it. And I would I kinda, actually. I'm kind of. I, I kind of was reading to it. And I was like. I was like, man, this is like too good for our show. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, because sometimes what we'll say we'll do we'll do books and we'll be like, this is like actually good. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is a good book. I feel this bad. should be on our show. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> totally. Which I, I actually I think a lot of people. I mean, at least it's good to us. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. a lot of people actually aren't crazy about this. Well, maybe they've never probably read not. It. Yeah. But it's but it's because I feel like people are like, oh, ha ha, Camelot three thousand. What a bunch of bullshit. It's like, but this is. No, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It really is fun, and and again, the art is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it, which, it's, it's very like classic, like that that George Perez yeah. zone. Of yeah. This yeah, classic. Well, comic Bo- Boland, yeah. Bo- yeah. colors. Is it Boland yeah. or Boland? Yeah, is it Boland nice. or Bo- Boland? Boland. Oh. Brian Boland. I I've, I mean, he's drawn. He drew the Killing Joke. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. drawn so many great things, yep. and yep. I just I, I mean, it's a very yeah, it's very the yeah, art's great. You know, I'm a big fan. And there's so. jokes yeah. in here too, yeah. especially like with Merlin. Like he's oh, yeah. funny. So yeah, yeah I, I would definitely read the next. She got him the right man of steel. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, like. someone put a joke in there. It did not go through punch up. Mm-mm. No, let's no. just say that. No, no. Brian Posehn and Matt and Patton Oswalt are not called in to punch up this this movie, <laughs> yeah. which is which uh, is too bad. Which is terrible. Are you looking for a joke? Yeah, no. There's plenty of jokes in here. There yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yep. So, uh, well, I guess that's it for this week's show. That's yep. it. Awesome. Uh, oh, my and gosh. That, that is, uh, Robert, thank you thank so you much so for much. joining us. Uh, tell thank everybody you. where they can find oh, you. Oh, actually, on... oh, um, yeah, before that, um, you said the fourth novel. Or it, From California Cold yes, Blood, yeah. is coming out in September? In September. September 13th, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. and it is called... Omega Ball. Yes, and what is that? Just give like a brief synopsis. Sure, sure. Uh, well, it it, uh, it takes place uh, in, in the near future. It is about two identical twin sisters. Uh, one of them uh, is able-bodied and something of a problem child. Uh, and the other one, uh, the main character, uh, she has used a wheelchair her entire life uh, and is uh, something of a super genius. Uh, and they both... Uh, uh, visit this vast virtual reality called the Darknet, right? Uh, And the the disabled sister, uh, she is a huge fan of this sport, Omega Ball. And in this virtual reality, in this realm, uh, she is a superstar 
uh, at this sport. And while she is uh, playing a game one day uh, in this in this other realm, uh, a scout uh, from an Omega Ball team in the real world uh, from the Chicago franchise, uh, he approaches her and says, hey, I would like to draft you. Uh, to be on my team because they're kind of like this basement dwelling team. And he's like looking to unexpected places for talent. Uh, so, uh, so on the same day that happens, uh, this, uh, uh, this young woman uh, is also approached by a, uh, a, a dark, creepy hacktivist esque figure. Like imagine anonymous sort of housed in the avatar of one person. If that, if that happened uh, mm-hmm. named Mr. Chalk, this guy, and he approaches her and says, I would like for you to join my army. Uh, so she is faced with this choice between uh, between these two worlds, uh, living uh, in uh, in uh, in this virtual world with Mr. Chalk, or trying her luck at this uh, at this sport out in the real world. And meanwhile, her uh, her problem child twin sister just tracks her every move. She's just like obsessed with her. She's like, oh, she gets everything. She's smart, and everybody loves her. Uh, and she gets wrapped up with this uh, this villain figure too, Mr. Mm. Chalk. So yeah, it's um. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, I I would liken it to Ready Player One. It definitely shares some DNA with uh, with that book. Uh, there's there's lots of there's lots of pop culture fun in it. Uh, I, I'm also something of a recovering sports fan, uh, so the book is very much it is very much kind of like my last love letter to to sports to sports fandom. Yeah, I basically had to give it up a few years ago, but that's a longer story. Oh. So yeah, yeah, but there's a lot if you're uh, if you are a fan of college football or pro basketball, there, there's going to be lots of inside jokes for you uh, in this book. So, <laughs> That's nice. cool. Yeah, very well, cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. And where can people just online can they find all sure. this stuff? Sure, uh, you can find it. Um, you can go to californiacoldblood.com, uh, But and our books are available uh, through through any online outlet and, and any bookstore as well. Uh, we're distributed through PGW. It's it's great distribution. Uh, you can probably walk into your corner Barnes and Noble or wherever and, and find it there, or or certainly order it through there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can definitely get the odds that way, which is your sure can, uh, yeah. first novel there. Yep, so, yep. Uh, and that when will the radio draw or audio play be released? Uh, later this year, if I had to awesome. guess, maybe maybe fall of of twenty sixteen. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably start uh, casting soon and start recording over the summer. Awesome. Yes. Nice. And uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, Twitter. Yeah, uh, uh, my handle is at uh, Robert J Peterson. Uh, uh, Peterson spelled S O N, the Norwegian variant. If you're wondering. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very and cool. Sean, where can people find you? People can find me online. <laughs> you can just find on me, the internet. You can, you're just on the internet. You, you can just find me. open up Google and you just find Sean. He's right yeah. there. Well, actually, if you Google Sean Merrick, usually you come up with a guy who has the exact same name as me, but a different middle initial, who oh. is a uh, who also somehow lived in my same hometown. Oh. And he is a track and field coach in North oh. Carolina now. Oh. And uh, hmm. so he's, he's like the mirror version of me. Of fitness, because yeah. you know, the guy actually is like, I can run, I feel good, and I'm like, I like to uh, eat, drink Coke Zero. Um, anyways, no, you can find me on Twitter at Angry Hero Sean, mm. on Instagram at Angry Hero Sean S H A W N is how you spell Sean, mm. and the tum- my Tumblr is angryhero.tumblr.com. Or no, sorry, theangryhero.tumblr.com, and. Uh, where can people find you, Jen? I am at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram, jenstansfield.tumblr.com and jenstansfield.wordpress.com. Nice. And you can also find all of our shows here on sideshownetwork.tv. We have lots of great programming, uh, lots of great podcasts. Please, uh, for our show, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, give us five stars if you think we deserve it on iTunes and wherever you get your shows, Stitcher, SoundCloud, tune in, you know, just do what you can to tell people that you dig the show. 
and uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week, guys, with some more books. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye.